0: Good morning, fellow Gooners, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm your host, morning? My host, as usual, Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? New season among us. You know, will it be the same old Arsenal, or will it be something new to, well, with our appetite?
0: Yeah, you know, season opener at Brentford's Community Stadium this evening. Uh, you know, it's been long enough. We've been patient enough. Uh, you, know, every, you know, everything was, like, ready to go. Um, even though some business has been done, like, by Arsenal... I'm somewhat, uh, you know, annoyed. Could be a bit harsh, but I mean, I really think we could have gotten more, you know, players out of the door within this time period. Uh, you know, before the season even started. I think, uh, like, you know, when the window closed by the thirty-first of of um, August, I still thought we could now get more deals done. You know, just before even the season starts, actually. And I think there's probably still four or five players that we need to get out and. For me it's just the whole process is dragging because I I've gotten the feeling where we've almost like spent like whatever, you know, the the, the liquid cash that we got as as a, a transfer budget. And now we're already now almost like waiting more for money to come in then we can, you know, just make outlays now. So that is kind of for me being the the, the off-putting thing at the moment. And then also, you know, for me a lot will be also expected of um Arsenal, uh Vinay, Edu, and Arteta, the decision making because it will come under scrutiny, like from the first game already, like this evening now. Because I think, you know, when you see how, uh, look, we kind of raced into things so late July, and then August things started almost like to, you know, drag somewhat again, and now it's almost like we, uh, you know, seeing us start doing things are kind of slow again. I think that is going to now really put the heat on Arteta. And I think I messaged this to you like a, lot, a, couple, a couple of days ago where I said he's going to be, you know, watched now like a hawk by the media and now that fans are in also. Or okay, tonight is almost like majority. It's just going to be Brentford fans. But with the, the, the you know, media and all that now putting out articles and that about Arteta and the way things are being run in the background at the club, it's going
1: to be really hectic for him, I think, from the get-go. I think it's a case of same old, same old, where (coughs) um, they've had enough time in the transfer window to to kind of set their targets and go in for their players. But it's clear that they didn't have any targets. You know, they probably had a few here and there, but they never had definite ones that they knew. Okay, you know, we're falling a short, (coughs) maybe in the centre-back department with Ben White, but we're falling short up front, we're falling short in the middle. And maybe a possible another quite attacking attacking midfield as well we haven't failed to address those issues we're going into a season criminally short <clears throat> i mean spurs you know are fighting to keep hurricane looting hurricane but yet they were the ones in bigger talks with lataro martinez where we you know we don't know who we want to go for we yeah. don't know where we're going to strengthen our team and and <clears throat> it could be a case of you know arsenal get the shock first game of the season against a hungry brentford side and and you put it quite mildly when you said we had, uh, you were quite disappointed in it because I, I think disappointment is actually putting it kindly because we've had this whole window. <coughs> Sorry. You look at you look at PSG. I mean, you know, let, let's not compare it, but I mean, look at the people they signed for free. Yes, they offered massive in wages, but it just shows you, you know, the players are there to be able to get if you're willing to put money on wages or you're willing to you Know, look around for quality players. I mean, my perfect example always was we, we paid the same for Kante. I mean, the same that we could have paid for Kante, we paid for Jaka. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, just to go on to our opponent this evening, I mean, Brentford for me, you know, breathe a fresh air to the league, you know, returning to top five yeah. after 75 years. Um, for me, a true, no, no, uh, you know, unknown factor going into the, the not only the league game today, but also for them as a a team in the Premier League because I mean their main striker, um I um, Ivan Tony, he's you know coming to the season on like white art form because he bagged some like thirty-one goals in forty-five games last season. And I mean I think he was also the highest um assist maker also in the in the um in the team. And then also like Brentford they usually have this uh, two go to formations which is four thirty three and three four one two. And I mean, for me, the biggest warning for us, and I mean, I, th- I mean, I honestly hope that we've now almost like prepped and primed for this this opening game because uh, the sort of style that Brentford play is high-intensity, high-tempo football. Because I mean, it's going to be almost like non-stop type of thing. I mean, look, I think you can also, you know, get away with it sometimes in the championship.
1: But I think now it's just
0: <laughs> like the like Premier League is a total different animal. And I think what, what they also you know, regard their football as, as what Jürgen Klopp would say, uh, heavy metal football. So hmm. you know, They are going to be, I mean, they're going to be tenacious, number one. And I mean, for me also, it also, uh, the, the way of playing is also, cooperates. Uh, incorporates, uh, you know, high pressing and, you know, very far, like uh, high line uh, play because, look, they're going to probably be, you know, it was like trying to just keep us in our half and try to flood us like that. And this is where I think, for like my take for Arsenal is, You know, let Brentford play their game. When we get the ball, knock the ball about. Because, look, they're going to... I think you mentioned this last week or even the week before, where you said they're going to be running so high on adrenaline, the the, the Brentford players. So if you kind of let... You know, they're going to get that vibe of wanting to press for, say, a flat or full 20 minutes. You let them, you know, do that. I mean, of course, if we do get the breaks, like, you know... A Route one ball or something like that. then you take advantage of it? But I mean, if they're gonna do this and they're gonna just throw men forward, try to close down, you know, when they do that multiple player press and and stuff like that, you let them do that, and then of course you start kind of knocking the ball about, and then you start getting into the areas that they've now left open because they're gonna have to leave areas open because you can to play a full, you know, you know, say like forty-five minutes higher octane football.
1: No, the problem is, you know, the, 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 on the one end, you you correct, you know, you can't play high octane football for so long. But if Arsenal, you know, like they've been laxy days with the set pieces and Brentford's also quite decent at the set pieces, and yeah. we, we don't take care of that and we allow them to play this high octane game and get the better of us, you could be 2 3 nil down very quickly by a side. You know, I'm not saying that Arsenal don't have the quality to beat him, but I mean 2 3 nil down opening day of the season. And they'll just be playing on adrenaline. Then you can, you know, you would even if you you are running on empty, all you need to do is just get players behind the ball then. And I think that's when Arsenal struggle. So it's gonna be a case of I think Brentford do play in Arsenal's favor. By the way, they play an open game. They're not gonna sit back and defend, I think. I could be wrong. Like I said, we haven't seen what Brentford is in like in the top flight, because certain teams, you know, they five fly flyers in the championship. Yeah. But they kind of know when they when they come to the Premier League they have to adjust their game because we've seen some teams go up and come straight back down by not adjusting their game. So, you know, let, let's hope Arsenal are smart to them and it don't allow silly errors to creep in and see themselves 1-2-0 down very early on and it'll probably cause the stadium to rock and our, our screens at home to shake because of how, how you know, how hectic it's going to be. So... Arsenal, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they put out, since we have some key injuries as well.
0: Yeah, because I mean, out for us is uh, Kietia, Thomas Part. I think they both uh, mid September, uh, you know, going to be out. Gabriel is also mid September, and then of course the big doubt is again over Robert Holding. But I, I still think, you know, when you see other things were playing out pre-season, it looks like White and uh, Pablo Mari will probably be the. The first choice pairing there. Um other than that, Martinelli returns from the Olympic Games. And I mean, mm-hmm. since he was now for most of the, the games unused up, he's actually fully match fit already. So I mean he didn't I think he just needed about seven days of training with the team and that was it. He's already because he, I think he could even be in contention with a place on the bench even tonight. Um wide attacking choice, I mean the gives us another option now with with Martinelli there, but also Saka being back as well, getting now already the minutes under his belt. So, you know, that's just another one that could be a choice for tonight. Uh, what would your lineup be, like, roughly, if you could now uh, split board?
1: So, Lena obviously in goals. Mm. Tierney, Marie, White. I mean, I would probably go with Chambers in the right back. Yeah. And then I would have to be forced to go with Sambi and Jacka. I don't think I would want Alneny and Jaka in the middle of the park. Yeah, especially for our oh, away game. Yeah, it might, we might get boxed in too much. It's been, like, I know Alneny is a good guy to, you know, slow the game down. So, maybe, but I think we need to start the game strong. And on the top, I mean, we need to put him yeah. on the back foot. Um, but I probably would go Saka, Smith-Rowe, Pepe. Although I would be tempted to go Saka, Lacazette, Pepe, and then a Pameyang up top. But, you know, that's uh, another debate for another day. But who... Do you put the Bobby in, or because of his pre season performances, do you let him sit on the sidelines and watch this one? I mean, like,
0: if you am not thinking sense sort of like my own opinion, I mean, I would actually have him on the bench because <laughs> I'm just thinking if you got some, like Smith in, then I mean, the sort of link up play between Lacazette and Smith was is always like for me second to none right now, even though I mean, there was talk of, of you know, Lacazette being one of the players that, that would probably you know, be exiting the club. But I just think to myself, he offers a bit more. The only thing I heard that my biggest fault with Lakers, it is, you don't have that real number nine instinct anymore. I don't know if it's an artetic but (laughs) don't sit and hang in that, you know, around the box. Because even when we having to defend, you're still looking for that outlet when we, you know, move the ball forward. And he's never there. Like, you know, just hang on the halfway line, you know, the old, old old-fashioned number nine that we would now, you know, rate as. So, also, like when you see crosses coming you know, getting 45 into the box, he's not there because then he's like coming from almost like a central midfield position. <coughs> excuse me. Central mid- midfield position. And that offers also nothing there. So I don't know. Like My personal take is I'd go for Lacazette just because he's more active. Um, he looks a bit more confident when he shoots as well. Because I just think Obame uh, will probably be more like a sort of. Uh, Introduction, we you know, makes a substitution and, and, and then adds you know a bit of extra goals in at the
1: end, you know, when the leagues are really tired of the other yeah. team. Yeah, but let uh, what you said like Arsenal putting so much crosses in the box, and there's as we don't even have a proper not that like as it's not a proper center forward, but we don't have that guy that can go in with his head for everything, you know, like uh-huh. even always talk about Jamie Vardy, you know, always making himself a nuisance and putting his head in or putting his foot in. But it's like Arsenal putting the cross into no man's land and the team just pulled it out. That's it's like we don't have that other <clears throat> plan B to our game. And and still what you mentioned, I don't know if it's our way of playing. I don't know if Pep yeah. does something similar, but I mean, you know, you're number nine. I mean, like I said, it's most dangerous in the box, you know. He's not going to like is not the guy that's going to take on a player. Like I said, really takes on players. He's he's really yeah. he, his work is done around the box. So Arsenal, if they want to actually, I think You know, as good as well, Lacazette is there and kind of a Bamiang on the wing and up front, they need a kind of a guy that's going to pick up the ball, almost like Alexis Sanchez did, and drive the team forward. Mm. But we're kind of missing that. Saka's good at the time, but his finishing is not where it should be yet. Pepe, you know, is this his season where, you know, he takes the season by the scruff of the neck? I don't know. But, you know, a lot is going to need to be Aiden? Aiden? Oh, yeah, we're back again. With regards to our our number nine issue, I mean, you know, Arsenal have left themselves way too short, I think, in that department. Like, I said, gets injured, Aubameyang's not firing, you know, who do you throw up there? Martinelli? You know, he's a good guy. He's a good player top-top. But maybe he's better in a four-four-two. 4 than actually, you know, leading the line or coming from the left. So, less responsibility on his shoulders. But I do think Arsenal could have left themselves short. And if they don't sign a striker, you know, you and I could be singing the same old, same old. And the season could be done before it starts. I mean, look at the rest of the other squads. I mean, Liverpool probably haven't done as much business as they would have liked compared to City who lost Aguero and City bringing in Grealish. But Arsenal just seemed to have been complacent. I mean, you're seeing the likes of Man United. you know, possibly getting, I don't know if it confirmed yet with Veran. Um, they signed Jaden Sancho, you know, top quality, and so probably will fit in straight away to the squad. But then you look at Arsenal, you know, I mean, um, Sambi... He's a he's a up and coming youngster, but you know, is he going to be able to play the full thirty-eight games and dominate the league? I don't know. I, I mean I'm, I'm i could be if to made the chopping block, but I don't think he's gonna take, you know, this the league with a scruff of the neck in his first season. So yeah. what are Arsenal's aim for this season? I mean, is it to get into the top six? Do they want to get in the top four? Is Europa League a aim? Because right now I just don't see the dream Arsenal trying to sell us.
0: Because I mean, I, I just think to myself, and I mean, it's actually a sickening feeling. But I mean, when you see when they put up like you know the 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 battle for top four, and you see Klopp's face there already, you see Pep, you see uh Tuchel, and then you know, there's an alternate of, of um, what's that other guy also, like uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and Solskjaer. So I mean, it's more like the media already in their mind have already set out he's going to be the the top four scraps, it's like. For the rest, like Europa League spots, it's open season between Everton, Leicester, Arsenal and and, and Tottenham. So, I mean, for me, I mean, that's not the Arsenal way. I mean, I I just think we need to get some sort of, 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 uh, you know, hunger and, 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 you know, through grit again back into the side because I just think, like, when you look at any of them, that is why, I mean, uh, the the story also, uh, or the the whole thing tells us another story where you can see how we're getting rid of players because people just don't find our players appealing to, you know, to, to add to their squad. I mean, of course we're getting little bits of sales here and there, but when you think of, of really going big with a with a, a, a salon player, it's not gonna happen because we also like bringing people that that you know, they have that that burst off, say four years, um, you know, good play or whatever. And then you're not you, you going to get anything close to, you know, what you're not bought for the player. Like, I mean, of course, you see that this new batch of players we're not bringing in now. But, I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, we bring in say people like Willian. We bring in, like, a few seasons ago, we take a, bring in a player like David Louise, which was just there. I was like, to see how the final days. It was not to Because I was, in, like, personally, my mindset was always, they're going to come join us and they're going to give us that sort of... Age that we would need, you know, that, that to, to push on a younger squad, and, and that didn't happen because these experienced guys are making errors or, or going missing or you know, just catching a total shit where they're not bringing anything to the team yet.
1: Yeah, like, well, just... 100%. 100%. It's like, uh, it's like a perfect retirement village at this moment in time, you know. I mean, even Peter Chek, you are he had his, his moments at Arsenal, but. There were also many times when the ball was beating him in the bottom left corner. So many times, it was unbelievable. So, yeah, I don't know how Arsenal do their business. I mean, as a club, you should be signing up-and-coming, thriving players. I mean, even if you'd rather sign somebody from Aston Villa, Norwich, or something like that, but buy somebody that has value still, that can actually, you know, fit into a spot. I mean, look at Aston Villa. They signed Leon Bailey. He was a very good youngster that was at Leverkusen. I mean, Arsenal could have views of the player like him. They, they, they're signing players that are going to make a difference to the squad. Yes, they're losing Grealish. Probably a big loss for Vela. But on paper, they, they, they still have a relatively decent squad and they're trying to replace players they lost. But Arsenal, like you said, we're sitting with players that clubs don't want. So yeah. no one's going to want to buy from us. So... It, just, it says a lot about your squad, a lot about your team. We we we're going into a Premier League season with play, cl- players that clubs don't want. That that's basically it. I mean, who, who, like, I mean, like I said, it's not in the top form at the moment. Nobody's you know trying to prize him away from Arsenal. If Saka was for sale, yes, he's probably gone. Maybe even in Emil Smith they were trying to sign. But other than that, you know, players are knocking up clubs are knocking on our door for our players, which is a warning fact. And you know, how far how much patience do you think Saka has, Emile Smith-Rowe has, and mm. Tierney has? Because all it takes is Arsenal to have a dismal season again. Then what? Where do you go from there? And for my opinion, or oh, what is your um, cut-off time without Tete? You know, if Arsenal come December period, is December your cut-off? Is November yeah. your cut-off? Or, or if you say the first 10 games, if we're not in, you know, top six, then I think it's time to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, if we're not in that touching distance, like in the top six, but also touching distance of top four, then I, mean, I already think he should be moved on. Because if you think he's already there, was it going on, was it two and a half, almost three years now?
1: It was two years, two years. He came in um, 2019,
0: 2019, December, he came in. Yeah, but, but I mean, like from what you see, it's like same errors, there's no real structure. He's also built a team where... Um, the players he wants is this way, and the, team, the the style of play that he he wants is the the mix is just not there. So I mean, for me, that's a, a lot of Arsenal fans are confused. Yeah, and you can I, be long in the like you know long in the tooth with regards to watching football and and being a fan. It. But I mean, when you watch them play, some of this, I mean, he's made us uh, like a, a team that that with a blunt attacking force. Um, a team that's almost like overcautious when they want to try to sneak one or wins again. Okay, sometimes it pays off, but for the majority of the time, most of the teams have figured it out. like how to to to, to counter us and, and almost like frustrate us, and not only that, you know, bag a few goals. And of course, then since we have a blunt attack here, for most parts, there's no coming back from uh, from going a goal down, or it's like it's going to be a, almost like a a real uh, like a slog then to get anywhere like even a point in the game. And that is why Arsenal fans were also getting so frustrated where we were scraping equalizers and then celebrating the equalizer as oh. if it was a winner. And that is where this sort of mentality it just tells you with the club that there is something really wrong. And I just don't know if if Arteta is gonna be the one to, to do that because he maybe has all this this fantastic ideas but with what he's got, you know, like like in manpower and, and like, his personal tactics, I just don't think that that blend is there. So, yeah, for me, December is the cutoff point for him, and there was a, actually another point I wanted to bring also regarding this whole thing with, you know, how the, the, the way the team is not playing out, you know, with what we want as as, or as our ambition for the season. But I just think, I, I mean, I just want more art from the players, that's all. I mean, that's actually more you can ask for, because there's certain times when you see, you know, the heads drop and they like also, another thing, I mean, it's one of the other Arsenal fan uh, channels, I, I just can't get to the name right now, made a good point the other day when they said, like, you look at the sort of attitude of the Arsenal players. When Arteta got, uh, you know, I was like riled with Hoiberg uh, in the Tottenham game. Nobody came there to, like, you know, the old school Arsenal, there's like three or four guys probably just bundle him over or something like that, or just get in between. <laughs> And, and everybody just left, I mean, until Jaka came across and, and, you know, pushed him aside. That was the only time you saw somebody with a bit of, you know, fire in their belly. But, I mean, for me, I, I was thinking, now, where's the captain in that, that aspect? He's standing up on the field, just standing with his hands on his hips. So, yeah, I just think to myself, show a bit more fire, guys. Because, I mean, you get the, the, you know, the crowd so hard, like, you know, on your side. But, I mean, I just think to myself, if you or if they're going to go missing immediately and we have already, like, you know, tough string of games, especially yeah. in Orcs alone, if we're not going to be up for the fight, I mean, look, we might take a hit, one or two hits there. But, I mean, if we go out at least fighting, there, I think the crowd can see, you know, that we're trying. But if you're going to go with well, the performances we've been seeing of the team over the last three, four years now, that's gonna that's gonna get ugly at the end I can tell you this. I mean, I don't want it to turn that way. And I mean, I'm also not somebody that's gonna, you know with abusing the coach, abusing yeah. place. I'm not. That's not our thing. I mean, no. I know you as well, not like that. But I'm just saying things are gonna get ugly if it's not gonna sort out of that was, because what, right now Otekerungis are doing. I mean, I know they get that. I love a lot of select, but I just think to myself they are. Let's like, say they, they're appointing the wrong people for for the job. They almost like pushing money in the club, but the money is getting you know folded through in the wrong direction at the club. And that is where the, the biggest downfall is coming because what's happening now is they're pumping all this money in. But then yeah. it's almost like you're doing patchwork. You're not fixing the problem of of years and years of failure now. of, of us now struggling now. You're not just doing patchwork now at the end of the day you're looking at the sort of patchwork patchwork job that's gonna be pricey because You've now brought in Ben White for 50 million. But yeah. then why not push on and bring in a 50 million midfielder and yeah. a 50 million guy up front? Do it like in one go. Then at least it's going to make it easier. Because for me, now you're doing that. Now, you're, now we're going to suffer. Like Just say we yeah. suffer now again and we seven seventh or eighth neck uh, at the end of the season. Then you come uh, season 22, 23. Then you're again pumping uh, 50 million for, uh, say, a, a striker. But now you've got to you know it in the middle of the park. Or you got yeah. to, you know, in, in, in defence because Ben Why can't fight the, the battle alone. So I mean for me they, the, uh, the Krunkers need to start thinking that's it. that is why everybody else, even that the teams you mentioned, like Villa or even like say Everton and that they are at times they ruthless in the market.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree with you that. Like, like you know, we we will probably sign a fifty million pound striker when the likes of Thomas Partey leaves. You know what I mean? And then we then, then we stuck again, and Ben White decides to leave or something like that. And then we sign a striker, but then we can't defend again. And we can't be so leaking goals, but we are scoring goals. It's been Arsenal's problem for years. Remember that time of Fabregas and Co when we were scoring yeah, yeah. five, six a game, but we couldn't, couldn't defend again. Yeah. So. Where's Arsenal going to find this balance? It's been a, it's been a, it's been a common, common theme over the past, for well, ten to fifteen years even. But uh, where do we draw the line? I mean, us as Arsenal fans are, <clears throat> are have been patient. We've, we've understood, you know, things hard win. We said we wanted Wenger, you know, to go. Maybe the club would take a, a, a step in the right direction. But it's like the club hasn't done that at all either. So, you know. I'm just a bit worried about the direction of this club and, and it's like, you know, you and I can talk and talk and talk about it, but there's just nothing being done to kind of prevent this rot from happening.
0: And I mean, for me, like, just say they make a sort of decision where things are just not, you know, juggling, not working. Like, Then I mean, for me, if Arteta goes, then so should Edu and so should that Vinay because you then need an almost like an old, fresh, like, approach or idea, you know, a batch of ideas that can take the club forward because... For me, it's like they, they try to be smart and, and, and you, know, you know, like also like with, with certain signings where they will wait and wait and wait. Uh, then you think to yourself, why are you waiting? I mean, like say, well, like Thomas Party for a perfect example, were they really thinking between start of January to end of January, they were going to break a, a, a release clause that was already it was at 45 million. <laughs> So we stole and stole, and then you could have, I mean, if you think January 1st, we could have then just bought Thomas party straight 45 million, that's it.
1: Yeah.
0: And then he had, like, a, you know, the full January to then, uh, you know, integrate. But it's like, everything is, like, weirdly thought. Even something that was, which I found really surprising, if any of you guys listen to the Ben White interview, the first, I think the first part, when they asked when Arsenal were like, interested or really interested and made contact with them, it was just before the Euro Championships. Oh. So, I mean, uh, look, okay, they might have had it, say, <coughs> excuse me, like half a year or a year in the, in the pipeline. But, I mean, to just drop it in on the player at that time, then you think to yourself, yeah, like most of these other clubs are already thinking in you know, a way broader, you know, uh, field. Because, I mean, you know for a fact even though Chelsea now just bought Lukaku, you know for a fact he was already being talked to probably way before. Yeah. You know, like just like maybe just like in the passing, but you know, like would you be able uh, open to a, a a move back or something like that? Or the same with with Grealish or whatever, where somebody must have gotten into his ear already, like about something like this. But for me, everything is done so on the cusp of everything. I think that that that, that Sambi lukanga his interview as well. He also says most of the content was made in 2021. And I thought it was all there team, you know, in mind, you know, months or like even almost close to a year ago Then you know, just like, so was in uh, 2021.
1: Yeah, we, Arsenal was, I don't know, I mean, this pre-season as well, we didn't look anything like, you know, a team that's improved. I mean, you've, you watched most of the games. I didn't really see it. I Maybe there's no snippets here and there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just reading this out, Urbanian 2-1 lost 2-2 to Rangers. Okay, they beat Melville, beat Watford, lost to Chelsea and Tottenham, only winning two games out of a possible six. I mm-hmm. mean, and, and 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 from your opinion, you know, would you say the Arsenal team looks like a team ready to go, a team ready that's been arrested that there's no European football coming up? Do they seem like a team that looks no. hungry? I mean, you know,
0: you brought up a perfect point, I think it was something like two weeks ago or a week ago. We... If you think Chelsea got uh, you know, the team got it was a click together way under like way less time, way less friendlies as well. And yet they looked way more on the ball, you know, on the ball when they played against us. They, you know, everything was faster and whatever. And you look at us that had almost like a full campaign or like a full uh, uh, you know, preseason with the training, full preseason uh matches and then and yet we still look lethargic, everything is slow and and you don't see anything like, a, you know, what they would say, like a pep in your step. You don't see that with, with the things look snappier, the passing is faster, that the the, the finishing at times were like, like way too casual when we had another chances coming forward. So, I mean, for me, it does worry, you know, because as much as I want to be confident and, and, and you know, happy, of of course. But, I mean, for me, I, I don't already see that sort of, you know, because every time we hear out yeah, we're working this out on the train, we don't see it when we watch TV. Yeah, you can do your little rondos on a training pitch. You can have your your worldie, top wins, uh, you know, shooting a goal, when it's just like a couple of dummies there and, and a goalkeeper. But I mean, now comes the real fight, the real scrap is going to come now. And for me, I don't want us to be like it, where we... Be, Everything is almost like a slog now for us. is nothing
1: free-flowing when you watch us play here also. No, we're not, we're not the exciting team to watch. You know, I used to enjoy Arsenal, watching Arsenal play. Not that I don't enjoy it now, but I was like to say, it used to be entertaining football, triangles, balls being knocked here, there, 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 mm-hmm. pulling the team out. Yes, we used to make mistakes, get caught on the counter, but, you know, it's, at least there was some re- something rewarding at the end of the tunnel, but now it's like, you're watching this boring soccer, you're waiting for something to happen. You're like, you're just watching, and like, anything can happen. I mean, and and, and sometimes it sometimes just peters out to like a goalless throw or peters out to a one-nil loss, especially when we concede so early in the game. I mean, for me, you know what, what still breaks my heart is that Villarreal Champions League tie, you know, both legs. You know, first of mm-hmm. all, you're playing a semi-final, you start off extremely slow, you're, you're 2-0 down. You get a red card and by some miracle, you you back in the tie 2-1. You come to the Emirates Stadium and you just do not have any cutting edge. And if this is the same cutting edge we're going to have tonight, I promise you Brentford will probably put us to the sword if we don't come out the blocks. And you and I are going to be, you know, livid. If we sort of this campaign against the promotional side, not picking up three points, you know, where does your season go from there? You play Chelsea and Man City afterwards, Where's your points gonna come from? You're sitting on zero points out of three games or one point out of three games. Yeah. And you you know, you're fighting an uphill battle already. And 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 so the season goes on and suddenly, you know, you want to you know, almost give up on the season. So it could be a very slippery slope if tonight is not put away accordingly and his performance does not pitch up.
0: Yeah. So should attention now to the transfer talk and talking points like in you know, one bundled up in one section. Uh, The Joe Willock transfer, that looks like it got another green light for 25 million. Because, I mean, I think on Wednesday already went for, you know, to say farewells there to the uh, players there. Um, uh, uh, That Ramsdale deal, that is now off. Um, The deal fell through because (laughs) the the demands that Sheffield United made, you know, became almost like ridiculous because they ended up wanting 35 million. Oh, no way. So I mean for me that money is in business elsewhere. As I said, um I think also should have just gone say for somebody like um Sergio Romero who's a free agent. Yeah. Just say <laughs> the season. Or you take that uh, Onana who's also, you know, just coming back now from this old ban that he was undergoing, this doping ban. And just have somebody like that with a bit of experience that can't just sit and, and, and keep the bench warm because then you like because we're still unsure of, of Leno's plans for uh, next season. So you actually wonder, you know, because I mean, my personal take was, you know, bringing a, a guy like, <coughs> excuse me, you bring in a guy like, like, uh, with the Codys I just mentioned, um, to be a deputy to, to Leno. And then, like I said, next season when he's got one year on his to either decide to sell uh, Leno and then you maybe bring in somebody like, like Nick Pope of Burnley, where you have, you know, uh, also a homegrown player that will, you know, take, uh, you know be our number one. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, from, of all the English goalkeepers, he actually caught my eye the most, like, whether it's either for England or for, for Burnley. So, I mean, that would be my personal pick. And then in other news, uh, you know, it also looks clear that the top priority for Arsenal will be now, you know, bringing a, a central attack midfielder between now and, and uh, end of August and a number two keeper. Because uh, the, the mm-hmm. like the, of strikers, so almost like failing until, or unless, you know, somebody comes in for luck, is it? Um, the Arsenal squad, I still feel is like, you know, bloated. I still think that can be trimmed a bit more, you know, with, with less games because I think it's just now, what's it, uh, League and Carabao Cup for uh, 2021 for us? If a cup has only started in 2022. So, I still think to us, the squad is, you know, just trimmed it just enough to, to you know, cope with, uh, you know, playing into like, Two tournaments. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's my personal take. So, what's yours with regarding transfers? And-
1: no, I, I definitely think we need to get, you know, lighten the loader, but get quality instead of quantity. Yeah. I think, you know, we can always spend a bit more in the summer. I mean, you saw Liverpool, how it worked for Liverpool when they were out of Europe and even Chelsea. They had a very small squad. They played probably the same 15, 16 players every week, uh, but they got the business done. They won the league, but you know, if you're gonna sit with a whole bunch of players, you're gonna end up having an unhappy camp because some people aren't gonna play, and you know, how players are when they don't play, they start making um, friction in the dressing room, and so on and so forth. So, you know, they need to get players out, but you know, another thing, how do you sell players when people don't want your players? That's yeah. uh, that's just the the sad reality of the story. So, we, we we caught in a very bad situation. We're not gonna seem to get money to sign players, and yeah. you know, it's. So we need to get this done. I mean, we know you—you've always said you wanted this opportunity to be out of all European competition and just focus solely on the league, but it seems we're not on to a good start doing that at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, we are, look, we don't also—you know—jump the gun and not like, see what they're capable of. But I mean, for me, so far, they've been out running out muscles against Chelsea. Yeah, they've been made to look like real—you know—average. Yeah. And I mean, Tottenham were not even also going full tilt either. So, I mean, for me, it, 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 it's almost like a warning sign that that we need to really back up because every time you hear this, like, I mean, I, I just saw an article this morning of, of, um, from Arteta saying, you know, be excited, <laughs> I mean, roughly the same words that Josh Kroenke said two seasons ago. And I mean, that beat it out woefully in eighth mm-hmm. position. So. I mean, I, I really just want more from the club itself and also, like, the, the players, because for me, sometimes they also leave their coach, you know, as much as he makes excuses for them, it's almost like they're doing the same thing they, they, they did to Una Emery and they did the latter part to Arsenal. Yeah. Arsene. Yeah. No, it the seems like
1: that. Yeah, it does seem like that, If the way Arsenal's doing things. So, so yeah. yeah, I just hope that we can get this season underway on a positive note and take it from there. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the games. Bye.
1: Good, guys. Thank you.